Welcome to the We Have Issues podcast, a weekly look at the local issues and matters impacting Independence, Missouri. And now, your hosts, Lori Dean Wiley and Dan Hobart. Hi, Dan. Hi. You know, from time to time, we've talked about issues and topics, and things have changed, so there might be a need for an update. And so, this is, I'm excited to say, our second podcast potluck. There we go. So, we're going to bring up some of uh, the old topics we've talked about, maybe just update them. And I'd like to start with one that I'm going to say is maybe the most controversial. Um, And it was, we did a topic on bias against women. Okay. And as I did some more research on it, I just felt like I needed to kind of clear the air of a real instance and then maybe uh, make sure that our listeners know this is not an indictment on current city employees or managers or even the council. Sure. So um, at the time we talked about used man-to-man as one of our you know, comparison concepts because, you know, that TV show did show a lot of harassment towards women in particular. And then we ended that day talking about, you know, there is a problem in independence in that we don't have enough representation of women and or minorities. Uh, we just talked, what, maybe a week ago on independence police hiring needs. And we know there's definitely not enough women and or minority uh, police officers. So when I talk about bias, in my mind, it was really about women and the way some are mistreated. And when I looked, um, I'm happy to report that there has not been a large number of complaints towards council or department heads from women on sexual harassment or a bias at the City of Independence. So I just wanted to make that really clear, that I wasn't indicting uh, current staff. Um, But I did uh, have a very honest conversation with somebody who I'm friends with, somebody you're friends with, and who served in the highest leadership role of the City of Independence, and that was with Mayor Ware. And I really felt like this situation was in my mind when I wanted to talk about the way that some females are treated. And in not wanting to disclose personal stuff or make it about any one incident, I may have kind of broadly brushed the city that there was a problem. Um, Well, let's be clear, there is a problem. Well, but the problem is not just limited to a bias against women, which is really where my my research ended, Um, was you look today, I really think a large part of the disproportionate, I'm going to use the word hate, towards others, is a response to the use of social media. And so... Oh, yeah, it poured gas on the fire, no doubt. Yes. And so when I looked at comparing this bias against women to the use of social media, I came across one particular incident, and I do have permission to share it. Um that did happen to Mayor Ware, and it was kind of where my concern of this being a larger problem came from. Um, and that was, 
We have websites that constantly troll the city of Independence. Absolutely. Um, you know, any citizen who might want to become aware of happenings might be used to some of these uh, Facebook pages, etc. And there was one particular incident where I believe it was on the day before Election Day, where there was just, there's no other way to say it, but a our mayor was sexually harassed. Yeah, sure. Um, it was pretty disgusting. And then because of that, you know, you look at the dialogue that people behind the obscurity of social media can do. E-thugs. Yes. Keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors. And you look at that and you're like, why? Why are some people so determined to use the anonymity or behind a screen or at a keyboard um, just to start hating on people or destroying people or telling lies or making fun of why do some kids on the playground pick fights because they can because that's how they learn to deal with problems so you know in this conversation i just kind of wanted to let me go ahead problems or things they don't like okay yeah so you know i remember facebook being started. I remember the story of Facebook, and I'm just going to use this as an illustration. Um, But it was started because the inventors wanted a way to connect with all the other students at their school. Yeah. And it has turned into, obviously, mega would be the wrong word to use, but a huge uh, corporation. It has changed the way we deal with humans. Yes. It's changed how we communicate, and quite frankly, it went for such an altruistic reason to now a tool of bias, hate, discrimination, well. harassment, uh, political deaths. I mean, it is such a driving force of people who no longer communicate face-to-face or in the reality of honesty um, and then become held accountable to those conversations or words. It's, you know, what was it? Sticks and stones break my bones, but words will never harm me. It's so not the case anymore. Sticks and stones do hurt, but words are also really affecting people. And, you know, in the case of uh, our friend Mayor Ware, it really hurt her. Yeah. You know, it, it was something where when you all of a sudden recognize that a police car is parked in front of your house for days. And then you call and the chief says, because we consider some of these things viable threats. You know, that's a concern. That yeah. should be a concern for anyone. Um, we had... Uh, well, some people say she deserved it. But my, I guess my thing is, regardless... Uh, I would not take that stand with any other person, whether I disagree with them or not. So how do you think we've come so far to she deserves it? And, and I don't mean her as mayor, any individual. I do not stand with Nancy Pelosi on anything. Big shocker there, right? But I would never wish harm to her. Well, I, then, then you're doing it wrong, Laurie. How right? so? Why? That's okay. That was sarcasm. Yes, it was. So, 
you know, the 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 space between your keyboard and somebody else's keyboard is is infinite, and it's a lot easier to be a just terribly mean, hateful, racist, disgusting when you don't have to do it to that person's face. Uh, it's as simple as that. Now. Uh, there's lots of other factors. I mean, this is a big psychological warfare warfare discussion. <laughs> yeah, uh, how how people get manipulated. But let's be clear: companies have been manipul- been manipulating people since companies existed, since business existed. There's a reason there are those end caps. Yeah, in grocery stores and impulse buys. Impulse and the little gum thing while you're waiting in line and this is true of humanity evermore as soon as man had something to sell he figured out the best way to do it and that's all this is so now facebook social media online forums reddit insta it doesn't matter what whatsapp it doesn't matter what it is it that's a it's a sales tool for companies or corporations, especially now because they have the money to fund things to sell their ideas to people. So they're, and thanks to Google, who has monetized your beliefs, yeah, your interests, your personality, it's worth a lot of money if you can sell somebody on your idea. And so That's social it. media. It's all capitalism. It's yeah. all capitalism. But social media has allowed it to not be just corporations. And now we have interest groups and political groups and sure. you know, whoever to sell whatever they're pitching, whether it's something you or I agree to be the truth or not the truth or or Absolutely. kind or and we just choose to viewpoint the world from a more let's just be kind and tolerant. Of people, I'm not. I have not always been that kind or tolerant. Uh, I, I, I've never. I don't hurt people on purpose. But at least with my words, I, I have sometimes been unkind and intolerant. But then again, We're I have. I have a perfectly good excuse for all that, yeah, right? Yeah. Just like everybody else. But yeah. I don't call people names, and I don't. You know, I don't. Um, uh, I certainly don't use Facebook or any other social media, and I don't to try to hurt somebody. Absolutely not. Well, and that's really the reason I wanted to bring it back up was, can I just ask that in this city, can we not set an example oh, you can ask all of you a want. good tone? Of wish, a, wish in one hand, spit in another. See which one fills up. All right. Well, so that's why I wanted to bring it up because I, I do think that uh, only negativity comes from that kind of use of social media. I feel genuinely, genuine compassion for the people that that live in that world, yeah, negative, hate, fear, anger, distrust, I, I, that is not the way to spend your days on this planet. It really isn't. Well, let's move on to uh, another topic, and that was the work of the council. So, a listener wanted to know where the Charter Review and the Ethics Commission. Um, topics stand now, Dan? So both have passed uh, with council votes, both passed with a a four to two vote, and the Ethics Commission is strictly a mayor's 
Commission on Ethics. It's supposed to act as an advisory board. So the to Mayor, Mayor Roland. To Mayor Roland. Okay. And he's he's picked those members. We didn't have a say in that, and I'm I've got enough work to do. I'm happy that he's got his own thing going. Uh, the uh, Charter Commission has been set. We've got to get applications in by the end of the month for uh, folks from our district and narrow those down. And um, I say end of the month. By the time you hear this podcast, they've probably been due. At least the applicants will be. Yeah. Uh, the pool of applicants. Well, what's will the timeline on on August, bringing that? I think August thirty one to have the applicants submitted, and then I don't know if we have to pick our recommended three out of our applicants at that point. Probably so. Yeah. And then uh, they'll maybe go through a process. We'll have a month to sort of vet them and make our decisions and talk to people, and then I think we'll vote in September, October. So at that point, it'll get going. So it sounds like it might start in November, maybe, or? Yeah, October, November, I'm thinking. Okay. It, uh, or the city clerk sent out an email on it, and I, because it wasn't, that wasn't a fire that was burning me that yeah. day. Yeah, I, uh, I, I put it on hold for a minute. Well, and you already mentioned the Ethics uh, Commission for Mayor Rowland, but what, you know, we debated it a little bit. What is the desired outcome to come from that particular group as it's seen now. We need a code of conduct for uh, city council members that that are not beholden to, they're beholden to very little code of conduct right now. There are some provisions in the charter, but they're woefully inadequate. It makes us vote against each other, which is almost never going to happen. Professions that police themselves don't get policed. Right. And the same thing is true of this. And even if somebody has solid proof that somebody did, another council person did something terrible to somebody, it's not going to go anywhere. So we need an outside mechanism for people to lodge legitimate complaints against council behavior. All right. I think that's uh, something that if we can, as citizens, see some positive return on that in regards to accountability yep or just that separation of favors versus corruption i you know yeah um and that's not to imply that that anybody has been corrupt it's that they don't want to have let's be clear they have well we don't want the the perception of any either no we don't want any and this is a step toward helping prevent that. We need to put a framework in place so that when we're all gone, Mm -hmm. that it's not easy for the corruption to start back up again. It needs to be harder. Okay. Well, uh, I think any system would be for that. There's been controversial issues from decades to, you know. You got it. So, um, you know, the next topic is one that we keep saying too huge to solve. Um, and that would be houselessness. Yeah. I, I'm happy that we, um, I think there's another podcast or radio show that says, hey, there's 11 of you listening. Great. So we have at least one, or actually two, because the That's last awesome. topic was a I listener. That's awesome. Um, but this topic, we did have somebody spend some considerable time digesting what you said about the big topic of houselessness. And I just wanted to bring this back up again from uh, how big it is, there seems to be a lot of agencies or, or people, groups, trying to solve something that 
we've discussed probably can't be solved, but can be helped. And there should be services, etc. And it just doesn't seem to ever get started in a big enough way to move the needle on it. So I just want to throw out um, just an opportunity for you to update on it, but also address a point that that uh, a listener brought into you to just say, hey, I I think this, and you have a um, kind of a response to that. So I'm just going to throw it over to you. The listener that sent in comments is in, uh, incredibly well thought out and incredibly well delivered. I very much appreciate it. And uh, their people do spend a lot of time, and that uh, listener shows that, that people really do think about this a lot. It's hard not to when it's in your face and affects, really does affect your daily life in independence in most towns. So here's the thing. One of the issues the listener brought up was that uh, we need not just a, a drop-in center, a daytime center, but we need uh, an emergency shelter, a temporary shelter, overnight shelter. So it's a brilliant idea, uh, and it's one that uh, has has probably come and passed uh, its usefulness for the current problem of houselessness. The there's even a shelter in Kansas City. They had two, and one of them is, a, is incredibly limited now what they offer. So what the experts have seen and the folks that work in the field is that all that does is enable homeless or houseless living. It doesn't work towards solving the problem. So the big issue with that of actually getting people out of the woods or off the street or out from under a bridge is not so simple as as a night inside unfortunately it takes and this is the this is the part that no one likes to hear it takes a significant effort by uh, an outreach team to get somebody inside not everybody uh, we need to have a system in place where the folks that are recently houseless families, working people, things like that. There are there is a percentage of folks out there that that were living in a inside and are ready to move inside. We need to identify and get to those folks as fast as possible and find them inside. That's one group. The some of the mentally ill folks, which they now are including substance abuse in that, uh, those folks take work. Now, is it possible to build trust and to get them back inside? Absolutely. Does it take a couple of nights? No. <laughs> it might take a couple of years. So that's not a happy thing for people to hear, but that is the reality. That's where wraparound services come into play. Substance abuse. Uh, treatment, treatment programs. Yeah. Mental health. Doctors. Uh, health care. Um, uh, social work. Uh, those all come into play. Even family you know, that they've been estranged from, that somebody's been estranged from. So what we need really, ultimately, to solve houselessness, you take away the lessness and have house. So we need, and and even since we did the first podcast on this, we've the, 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 the wordage has uh, changed. Yeah. 
sort of globally, it's no longer affordable, it's attainable. Because there's no such thing as affordable housing anymore. So, how do we get there? We spend millions or hundreds of millions or billions of dollars in the Kansas City metro area. Uh, that's what places that have had an effect on this have done. Houston, Salt Lake City, there's a number of places. The original one I read about was in Finland. Finland or um, Denmark. Finland, I think. Uh, where they created public housing. Now, we remember the horribly racist and terrible public housing projects of years back. Yeah. And we can't do that. Do we need to build some publicly funded or public-private partnership attainable housing? Yes. Is it going to have to be price controlled? Yes. Is it going to have a special purpose? Yes. Should it be put in a racially segregated area or some other way to discriminate? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We now have to decide we're going to treat people like people. Problems and all. But that's that's what we need is attainable housing. So it's always been a huge issue. How does it go from your brain to knowing what it is we need to the next step of who needs to be in on the plans to make it happen? We're in very early days. As much as we talk about houselessness, as much as there are groups and church groups and private people and public entities, as much as there are all these things running around working on houseless and talking about houseless, from my perspective, and this is just my perspective, but what we need to do as independents and what we need to do as Eastern Jackson County, in my opinion, we need a team up. We need a, we need a team mm-hmm. to address this. Blue Springs doesn't have the resources. Lee Summit maybe, but not really. Uh, really, nobody has the resources out here to deal with this on their own. Kansas City has resources, and look at their problem. Yeah. Same with KCK. So uh, what I want to do is, what I'd like to do, I'm going to try to put together a very small group, and I've already been working on this, and I'm not going to, nobody's talking about it yet, because then it'll just get corrupted, but... A very small group of leadership from Eastern Jack, from all the cities, so that we can start to come together, make our own sort of network uh, on this side of town, so that then we can have a sort of a united group. We can share resources. We can have a list. We can, um, you know, as a group, start doing the same type of thing so that it's consistent. Uh, there's an app that some groups are using now that that uh, for it's a database of houseless people. So you could ultimately, ideally, put in somebody's name and find out who their social worker is, find out who their doctor is, find out if they left the facility or will be happy to go back to one or, you know, some those types of things that will get people back together. But that's, we got to get organized. Yeah. So that's what the piece I'm working on is organizing us. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for that update. And uh, to that listener who did write in, um, we greatly appreciate that you took the time to do that. And we encourage others to uh, either through our website or Facebook page or email at We Have Issues, you certainly can do that on a number of topics. Uh, We do read them. We do want to encourage you to do that so that we can discuss them on our podcast. Yep, absolutely. 
You know, another uh, issue that we brought up was elections. And we are now post the primary. Uh, candidates are working towards the November elections. And it would be an understatement to say that we are divided, uh, you know, as a nation yet again on election topics or what's most important to um, me may not be most important to my neighbor, et cetera. And, and that's the beauty of our republic. It really is. Um, so I only bring up the elections locally again um, to just say, you know, research the two candidates um, and look towards the future for independence. For um, Get out and vote. Yeah, get out and vote. Number and, one thing you can do as a citizen is get out and vote. And if you are not registered, you know, you have until October 12th to do so. So please register, make your voice heard, and support the future of independence. Um, Kind of a a last topic is updates on Justice Center or Community Center or Frontier Trails. Um, The big, big plan, since we already talked houselessness, but those are three things really important to you, Dan, and I just wonder if you had any updates on them. Uh, No. Okay. Great. (laughs) Unfortunately, not. I am am working on... uh, uh, two of those three fairly actively but quietly. Okay. Um, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Is there anything needed from citizens yet? No. Uh, frankly, there's really not. Not on those topics. Uh, the big issue is people need to start thinking about is, mm-hmm. will they uh, agree to a bond to build a police station or would they agree to adding on a property tax for it? So adding new taxes at a period of inflation when we keep asking for more and more and more and more is not great. 100% not great. I totally get that. And if there is no appetite for it, I respect that too. But that's what we'll need. We're going to have to borrow the money to do something like that if we want to do it anytime soon. So. Well, I do know on the Justice Center side and probably actually the Community Center, um, those are both projects and thinking about city-owned land. Yes. Of what more can we do with it or what different can we do to it and for it, and then taking into account the space where the current police force is housed, the current council and the courts are housed. Mm-hmm. So we have this land that we can use, we can repurpose. Yeah. And then we have land that's currently does not have anything on it that could house these new needs of the city. So that comes through one of the committees I serve on um, and just working with the, on the role committee and uh, uh, looking at finding and seeing if there are master developers that want to take those plans on. So that could be a piece, a cog definitely in seeing both of those become something in the future. So I'm excited, I'm excited about those projects. And then the front tra- frontier trails, anybody been in Independence for any amount of time, part of our love for this city is its history. Yeah. You know, and, and just the opportunity to see the trails and the moving of the westward way, you know, that is just an incredibly special history of Independence. 
and uh, to see the trails celebrated, but in a way that is so interactive and so, you know, 21st century and just, I, I look forward to that. And I think that's something that every citizen would be able to get behind. So I look forward to seeing what what you will announce towards that in the future. Hopefully so. in the near future. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so shocking. I'm going to end the podcast. Um, we've had several people say, Hey, can we, can we come watch you and Dan, you know, record your podcast and talk? <laughs> and we're like, why? And, um, Tom's not buying cinnamon rolls for everybody. No, I'm he's not. Saying. Oh, by the way, I'll, I'll take a plug or give a plug to uh, drum farm. Um, I'll be heading there after this to buy cinnamon but rolls. Let's go, you know, Great, great, fresh cinnamon rolls. Go support Drum Farm. Um, But they want to come see us talk. And I'm just going to be straight with everyone. I don't mean just a citizen, but I am just a private person with a desire to help my city and and my own opinions, etc. You happen to be uh, my podcast partner. So to give that counsel perspective and a city perspective uh, when we're discussing issues but I kind of consider this sacred in the sense of you and I purposely don't discuss our own opinions on the topics prior to recording there is this I, I, I think I heard it from Regis but he would say he never talked to uh, Kathy or you know anyone else prior to them recording their show because he wanted everything to be organic. He wanted everything to be, you know, truly just a conversation. And that is something that, uh, like I said, I I consider why, um, one, I personally enjoy it, but two, why I think uh, we've grown in this space, this government space, is that I don't think we're preaching. I don't think we're um, so predetermined you know we have a topic you have your opinions i have mine if somebody else would first of all the room's not big so to have other people in here would just make me as nervous as i'll get out um but i could do it but i i prefer not to so i just want to put that out as a reason that it is important that we want to meet you though we want to see you we want to give you an opportunity to um, see the chamber, see the podcast room at the chamber. And so we will have another meet and greet, meet the podcast folks, but it also just be an opportunity to come have coffee at the chamber and and see that room. You know, maybe you have a desire to have your own podcast down the road, you know. So we're not volunteering to uh, make that happen for you, but we certainly could give you tips now at this point. So... But just wanted to uh, encourage people that when we offer a kind of a public day, that's why we do it just ever so often is that we understand that there's there's something to share here. There's something for people to see in podcasting or, or in the chamber and, and what they're doing for the community. And so we will open up a date for that most likely in October and uh, would love oh. to have uh, you put that on your calendar when we announce it and come come and join us. Good idea. So, I like it. Um, so that is, you know, really our, our second potluck 
And uh, I hope that you have enjoyed kind of revisiting some of those topics. Once again, we really do this to educate and to get you, the listeners, thinking. Um, Yes, we have our own opinions, we have our own thoughts, and we have these big dreams and ideas. But it really is, as you're listening, to go, wow, how should I get involved with houselessness? Or how should, you know, oh gosh, I'm not registered to vote. Thanks for the reminder, Laurie Dean. So um, just wanted to encourage you, education is what's important to us, uh, providing information on topics, not necessarily endorsing one side or the other. So so there we are. I'm Laurie Dean. I'm Dan Hobart. And we have issues. We want to thank you for joining us. I'm Laurie Dean Wiley. And I'm Dan Hobart. Join us again next week because we have issues. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.